everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. That is right. We're here to uh, review movies for you. We need a good catchphrase. We've never come up with one. You know what? We haven't come up with one. We've never needed one. We don't now. I don't know. Why should we start? Exactly. Exactly. If you want a catchphrase, though, if you you can think of a cool catchphrase for the So Many Sequels podcast, I'll put it in the comments below. Maybe we'll use it. There you go. Put it in the comments or put it in a review on uh, the on the iTunes page for this sh- for this show. That would be great. Yeah. Just go in the Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. Put your comments in there. That's cool too. Um, so today on the show, we're going back in time. Um, this is mm-hmm. honestly like the first time this season we've gone mm-hmm. back to do an old movie. We've uh, been doing a lot of brand new movies, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, after the last year, everyone's been kind of like hungry for new movies. So that's what we've been been focusing on. But um, this one's got a little bit of a twist to it. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. And yes, we will talk about the new Mortal Kombat. But today we're going to talk about the original movie um, adaptation of Mortal Kombat, which came out in 1995, really just like... I don't know, a handful of years after the game first came out. Um, I'm just going to double check there. Yeah, the first game came out in 92. So it only took them three more years to make a movie of it. It's that big of a hit. Um, Mortal Kombat was uh, one of the more successful video game adaptation films. Uh, It doesn't really star anyone that I know or who went on. Christopher Lambert. I don't know him, and I thought his acting was among the worst. I wonder. You know, Sonya Blade, I didn't even realize this until I was uh, watching it. Sonya Blade is played by the uh, girlfriend of Adam Sandler from Billy Madison. She's also, wow. uh, at so, some point, I don't know if she still is or was, but she was Pete Sanford's wife, the mm. famous tennis player. Damn, damn. She's, she, was, she was really famous in the 90s. She had a lot of... Well, I say really famous. She was recognized. Yeah, I don't think Billy Madison's girlfriend no. is really. No, famous. she was. She was recognizable. Let me rephrase. There you go. That's part of the V. Um, um, I will say that I do recognize the the man who played Shang Tsung. His name is. Uh, hang on a minute. While well, he looks, Robin Shaw was in Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. That classic. Y'all ever going to name anything these people did that was like good and successful? They didn't do anything good and successful. Highlander is culty, like cult class. That's true. It did come out first, though. Yeah. So this uh, this is like he was going well, and then he did Mortal Kombat. Um, so Mortal Kombat, um, the first in a series of I think only two like continu- <clears throat> continuity uh, continuous movies, uh, and of course they're rebooting it now. So. Um, who wants to go first in talking about Mortal Kombat? Was this anyone's first time seeing it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, same. So, uh, yeah, let's let's do first impressions then, since no one has a true first impression. I'll go since I love this movie. Knock it Un- out. Unabashedly, big fan. Love this movie. One of my all-time favorites as a kid, uh, which carries over hardcore for nostalgia reasons. Um. You know, I won't, I won't say this movie's good. In, <laughs> ex- I struggle because I try to look at it objectively, right? Mm-hmm. As a fan, I love this movie and I will love it always and forever, defend it forever. 
but it's not great. And I'm aware of this. And I think that's why I love it is because it really just leans into the cheesiness. It really is a decent adaptation of the game as far as like some of the things that you see. Um, and, and it really is, in my opinion, one of the better video game based movies. Most of them are worse than this. Um, I think some of the fights are really good. Um, I enjoy the Johnny Cage and Goro fight. Um, I think it's decently choreographed for what it is. I think the Goro puppet looks pretty good um, for what it is. I laugh every time that Johnny Cage does that splits and hits Goro right below the belt. That's part of the game. Uh, mm. That's a move that he does in the game. And so while silly, yes, it does hold true to the game. And so I think that's why this movie is interesting because it does incorporate a lot from the game, which is cheesy and stupid. And the whole premise is cheesy and stupid, but I love every minute of it <laughs> for the most part. Then that's me. Yeah, for me, I, it's kind of funny. The uh, Johnny Cage and Goro fight is the only thing that I vividly remember from when I watched it as a kid, just because it was so, it, it's so, I guess, unexpected and really, it's sort of a weird tonal shift in the movie at that point. Cause even like Raiden, that Thomas Jane looking dude who stands in the background, he's like, hey, yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. It, to me, this movie feels like the natural extension of the Ninja Turtles franchise we did last year. Like it feels like the same people were like, well, Ninja Turtles franchise is done. We cranked out three movies in five years. What are we going to do now? Someone said, we're going to mortal Kombat." perfect perfect let's take all of our martial arts and cheese over there and uh you know it it's like you said garrett it's bad but i kind of actually like like you said that they don't even really try to like go well let's make it make sense you know let's put it in a realistic world and make you think it could actually you know like like the character like it it, it just jumps right in it makes no excuses uh, the care every every character for the most part just accepts that yeah okay this is happening this is a, a every uh so many years or year there's a big com there's a big fight uh to save the world i think the most like the most like uh, uh any one character sort of reacts to it being strange is like when the boat pulls up and johnny cage just looks at him and looks at the guy next to him and goes are they for real <laughs> It's like, but nobody nobody questions the fact that there's a dude walking around with a cyborg guy. Uh, it's it's just all normal. And I, you know what? I think that that works. I think if they had tried to make you feel like this could really happen, or if they tried to make like if if they tried to make it like that first Iron Man where it feels kind of like natural, even though it's fantastic, you would you would have been you would have been like you know BS. Um, that said, I feel like at an hour and 40 minutes, the first hour takes a while and the second 40 minutes just feel like it rushes by. Like this, like the last, um, like the last, I feel like 50 minutes of the movie is the actual tournament. And it's just like fight, 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 fight. And then, you know, Johnny Cage says, I want to fight this guy early. And they're like, okay. And then it's just, okay, tournament over. Uh, it's just really a really fast final part of the movie. So, you know, um, I feel like they could have started the tournament sooner. I feel like they put a lot of time into like recruiting and sort of telling you who Liu Kang is and who 
uh, you know, giving you an idea of who Sonya Blade is and all that. So it's fun, you know, like obviously there's different problems with it, but it's, I don't know. I, I think if you're walking into this expecting something great, you're probably, I don't know, you're probably looking in the wrong, your expectations are in the wrong place. Yeah. The reason, again, going back to <clears throat> just this whole premise, I get that, but I've always accepted it because one of the first things that these people see essentially is Raiden and he is lightning personified essentially. So at that point in time, when you see a man arrive on a lightning train, Mm -hmm. why would you question anything else? Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'd be like, okay, well, I guess uh, I I am so stunned at everything I'm seeing. I have no questions. Andrew. Well, <clears throat> oh, fuck. this movie was bad. It was just so bad. I can't believe, like, like I, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I actually saw this movie on its opening weekend. And, and like, I, I remember this movie very well, like, whenever it was open, whenever it opened up. Whenever it opened up, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. It's just like, oh man, this is awesome. And now, 35-year-old me is just like, boy, this sucks. Like this is like pinnacle, this is like pinnacle 90s movies. Like I, I will say that like when it comes to when it comes to video game to movie adaptations. I don't know what they're getting wrong. I don't. I don't know how this. I don't. I don't know how that dynamic is supposed to work because none of them have worked. Not a single one of them have worked. Hopefully, this the next one that comes out will um, might settle the score. But the thing is, is that like everything in this movie is everything in this movie can be easily picked apart. Um, but like. The only thing, I, the only good thing I will say is that I like the character of Shang Tsung. Like I thought, the guy who played Shang Tsung um, was did it really well. I thought the guy who played uh, Liu Kang did it really well. Everybody else, like even the fight scenes, I will say that the fight scenes felt very choreographed, mm-hmm. and I did not like the the Goro fight. The Goro fight, like he was, the only thing he was doing was just this. I like the impression. Perfect. That's all he was doing. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, there's a, there's a, there's a, a there's a, a, a thing here. You could be a, a great Goro impersonator. I think. <laughs> you make, you make money. Halloween costume. Get that man two more arms. Yes. Perfect. Right. But like two more the- arms. But anyway, um, no, um, there's, there's, it's, it's not supposed to be good, but yeah, you guys are right. It's not supposed to be good in the fact that it's like, look, I know. So that gets said a lot. I just got to interrupt, but no one on this earth makes a movie without the expectation of it being good. That is not a thing. They did think it was good. I think they were really into it. I, I no will one goes say, and makes a movie and goes, this isn't going to be great, but we'll make it. This we're movie it to be bad. I, I disagree with Andrew in a sense that this is, this is a good adaptation of a game. 
The game itself is not great as far as like a story. And so for this movie to take that and adapt it in a way that is true to the game in a sense, as far as the characters and some of the things that they incorporate, this is a good, ad- a good, a good adaptation of the game. It is a very good adaptation of the game. Okay. It's not a good movie, but it is a good adaptation of the game. It's one of the, again, in my opinion, one of the better video game adaptations. I mean, look at all, Doom and Super Mario Brothers and so many more that exist out there that are hot trash compared to this one. Mm-hmm. So this is a good video game adaptation movie in a sense of comparing it to the other ones. Um, again, doesn't necessarily make it a good movie, but you look at the results of this one and it was successful. Well, There's this- no question that this was a very, very successful movie. But, but like, was it successful by default? It was successful in many, many ways. Financially, it got this. It, David, do you have those numbers offhand? It's like I made $120 million on an $18 million budget. Yeah, it, it was it, the number one movie for three weeks in a row. Like, this was a successful movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and I think um, uh, the IP, you know, carried it a lot. Mortal Kombat, one of the most, I mean... Easy to say, it's one of the top 10 most iconic video game franchises. Um, whether or not it is as beloved, as it, whether or not today's iterations are as beloved as those original ones, when Mortal Kombat came out, it was like, it was up there with like, uh, uh, you know, uh, rock and roll music and, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, like really edgy MTV t- television. You know, it was a violent, video games you know that parents wouldn't let you listen you know wouldn't let, didn't want to let you play it was a cool game so the ip of that had to attract a lot of people to come check it out and i think you know i don't know it was a different time for movies they didn't get you know major you know a-listers or even b-listers back then these kind of things so i think that by most measures you could give it is probably pretty successful in general but they did try um, to get for, you know, except, you know, obviously critics aren't going to love it, but I mean, were the critics ever going to love it? I guess uh, they did try to get some A-listers in this movie. Uh, Sean Connery was originally cast as Raiden, uh, but then he read the script and went, I'm not going to stop playing golf for this. <laughs> uh, Cameron Diaz was originally supposed to play Sonya Blade. She broke her wrist right before filming started. Um, she wasn't an A-lister at the time. She was just coming off the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was going to be in it originally. Um, and they, they had a lot of different casting for various parts. Um, and it just kind of went to, basically it fell as to like, who's available and who wants to do it? Because um, Brandon Lee was also going to play Johnny Cage originally. And then, you know, he died. Uh, they asked Jean-Claude Van Damme and he was like, nah. And so then it went to... Uh, Linda Nasby. So they tried. It just, you know, they didn't have a good enough movie for it. I, I will say. Yeah. It's- but, well, Josh, what, we haven't gotten around to what Josh thinks yet. I'm with Andrew. I think it's really bad. Um, I didn't enjoy really any of it. Um, <laughs> really? <any> of it. <laughs> it, it's true. I didn't. Um, I mean, uh, I'm just trying to think of things that haven't already been said. But What about that theme? A lot of it has. 
oh, the, the Mortal Kombat theme is great, but I mean, that came from the game. So <laughs> I can't give them too much credit for creating that. Uh, I really just think that the, 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 you know, I don't think a lot of people have issues with um, outlandish or silly plots, but this one was constructed so haphazardly that I didn't think it, it even attempted to make sense. Um, Cause it just kind of goes from uh, zero to weird other realm, mutant alien karate fights. <laughs> and so there's like, I don't know. It's just not well. Oh, yeah. It's a really bad yeah. movie. The, the the dialogue is like laughable in the wrong ways, I think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I cringed really hard in the beginning when Johnny Cage says, this is the part where you're supposed to fall down. But then it was revealed to be, we come out and, oh, no, he's shooting a movie. And I thought, oh, okay. But then he said it for real later. And then I unforgave him <laughs> because he decided it was good enough to say twice. Yeah, I like that. I was like, oh, look at that. Look at them bringing it back around. No. Someone I mean, on this movie. There was a writer on this movie somewhere. And they were like. Probably. You can definitely going. say that the the fight choreography is pretty well done. Um, and the effects for the time are pretty good on mm-hmm. what is a relatively small budget. Pretty ambitious. Um but that said, I think the this is gonna this is gonna be a strange thing to say because there's so many things that uh, have to go into it to make it good. But for the amount of mythos in Mortal Kombat, this movie isn't long enough. They tried to to shoehorn a, a, an expanded big universe into a sub two hour movie. And that made it hard to sell, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said earlier, David, the last like almost 40, 50 minutes is the tournament, um, which gives us about an hour or so before the tournament. And it's just not enough time to really set the stage for what's happening before we go into um, crazy fights. Then I, 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 I cannot... Uh, not talk about Raiden whose voice I could not quite figure out what or why he was making it. Thank you. It was, (laughs) you know, like when you hear a singer and then you see their face and you're like, well, it's dead. That's how his voice is. You're a coward, sorcerer. It's, it's, it's clownish. It, It reminds me of, it's it's not intimidating in the same way that I don't think uh, Hardy is intimidating in uh, Batman. Uh, I Batman thought you were just going to say Christian Bale's Bane or Christian Bale's Batman. No, right? not Christian Bale's Batman. <sighs> Tom Hardy's Bane. It's just not. It's so silly. It sounds goofy. It, it sounds like he's speaking from back here. Yeah. It's very odd. I, it was. It doesn't really match his. It doesn't really match his face. You're right because, like I said, I, I, the whole time I was watching, I was like, man, Tom. Thomas Jane hasn't aged in years. I don't know if you guys know who Thomas Jane is, but yeah, I was like, he looks great here. Why is he doing this really weird voice? I said he's got a he's got a fine voice. Turns out not Thomas Jane. Uh, and uh, but it was yeah. I, I I think to what you were saying, Josh, this movie is really ambitious though for a lot of things it does try. 
um, the, 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 the computer generated reptile, um, the, uh, the, the Goro puppet suit thing, um, the freeze stuff that, that Sub-Zero does, you know, when he freezes that guy and he turns and he like smashes into ice in front and like the head rolls out. I was like, holy crap, that was a really cool night like 1999 1999 1995 special effect um and the sets look great you know are, are look pretty good i mean they they're not as as quite as atmospheric as they might be a day but i you know the production design and visual effects uh effort was here um it just obviously doesn't hold up today um and i kind of feel like honestly i feel like um performance wise all the actors are kind of like as good as they kind of could be with it you know like there's not really i don't feel like there's that much they can do because a lot of it is rushing to the next thing um really it's just like raiden and johnny cage were bad enough that were so bad it distracted me and then everyone else was just there neither good nor bad just kind of there but anytime raiden or johnny cage was on screen i was just like oh no inner laughing at the silliness of their talking. Josh, we lost you. Garrett, we lost you. Oh, David, both of them here. I can see Andrew. Andrew, you there? I can see, I can see you too. Oh, we're oh, back. There you guys are. There we are. That was uh, interesting. That was a long pause. I thought long... I did that Nothing changed. Nothing changed for me, so I just saw Andrew pointing at everyone who was gone, and I was like, but everyone's still here. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, I was I, I was in the same position. You guys screens both went black. Okay, let's. Oh, I let's think we lost Andrew. we lost Andrew too. Oh, oh no, Andrew's gone. There he's back. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's get back. Well to done, sir. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's not. I didn't like it. <laughs> um. So I want to add to something here. I think it. Garrett, you mentioned something about Jean Claude Van Damme being tapped for this i think it's really interesting that they got him but he didn't accept it because he was too busy shooting another film street fighter to make to add to that johnny cage was based on john claude Van yeah so i mean it's it's real interesting so he's uh, he read the script he didn't want to do it properly oh he went with i mean street fighter not better but (laughs) which had an obvious it had a better cast it had a had a way better cast. What movie gets talked about more? It's film. That's true, but like the thing is, is that like uh, the the only the only good thing I can take away from this is that like I did I like the adaptations of some of the comic of some of the video game characters, but really in in this movie I feel like there's just no motivation. Like the end of the world. You see, but like, yeah, but it's like is, I, I know what you're going with because it's like I said earlier. It's it's just there's not enough time spent raising the stakes. It just feels well. It, it does feel like it's just kind of. Oh, well, you don't I really agree. see, yeah. and like, and, and I guess you don't really see the final boss, like what they're actually trying to stop until the last like 11 seconds of the movie. So yeah, I guess I I know what you mean because like the movie as when I, I'd forgotten honestly about about um the bad guy showing up, but you know. The movie sort of like has this very clear ending point and i was like huh so i guess i guess that's just kind of it they don't really get to see what they were gonna like have to fight against you know like usually in these type of movies you would get like a glimpse a la snyder cut a glimpse of the, the big bad that you know you're trying to avoid 
but uh, but then he you know he does show up. What a what a cliffhanger ending! Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. I mean, they were setting up a sequel. Obviously, mm-hmm. they could have done it in a different way. Shang Tsung should have been bad, bad, the big badness uh, and just stopped it there. Um, they could have. They, I mean, you rework the script, and it's it's. I'm, I'm excited for the 2021 or the new one. Uh, to see how they do it. Uh, I also yeah. have a lot of problems with various casting choices. Um, the 90s were a different time. They whitewashed a lot of characters. Um, I mean, Mortal Kombat. I mean, look at Raiden. Raiden yeah, why is Raiden not be Christopher Lambert? But <laughs> in the 90s, they would cast white people because casting directors like minorities don't sell. Uh, that's my assumption. But it doesn't make any sense to have Raiden be Christopher Lambert based on the lore that they've created. Um, it's, it's, it's upsetting to go back and see a lot. And, and a lot of that is that way um, in both of these Mortal Kombat movies where they just, the second one's a little better, but I mean, as far as like a diversified cast, but not that great. I agree, I agree. And you know, the, 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 the new movie, which we will be reviewing soon, and seeing soon has had this benefit of another um, what I guess at this point 15 years 25 years almost of uh, innovation for the video game for them to kind of establish um, a more rounded out I feel like a more fleshed out version of the story in the video games um, they, the video games they have their niche and the niche really loves it and it's still an iconic title and I feel like they have a little bit, you know, and, and I feel like they can lean on a lot of the advancements of technology and a lot of the advancements in how people treat nerd culture films. Because in 1995, it's, a just a, it's, a, it's still a different, very different world. The way people, um, and let's face it, uh, we talked, we, we reviewed this movie earlier this year. If the, the Kong versus Godzilla movie had come out in 1995, we'd be saying the same thing. Like, oh, this is not good. And nobody would have taken it as seriously when they were making it back then. So it'd be interesting to see what they do um, with the new, the 2021 Mortal Kombat. One thing that's interesting to me that just kind of highlights some of the uh, hypocritical nature of our pop culture media is that perhaps the main thing this movie is missing from the like original source material that I think arguably arguably is like its most famous thing is all of its graphic violence uh, does not exist in this movie. Um, no fatalities. The thing that really made Mortal Kombat famous is missing. And I'm assuming that's because the studio wanted to make a family friendly PG-13 movie. But where, the, where, where I get caught up in, in, well, isn't that hypocritical thoughts is that problem wasn't had with making the game. The game is not a family game. It's not a children's game. Whether or not children played it, obviously they did, is up for debate. But to take a adult-oriented game and turn it into a family movie was doomed from the start, I think. Mm. Um, Mortal Kombat without the fatalities is just stupid fighting at that point um, Mm -hmm. because you're missing out on the cool factor 
And, you know, Mortal Kombat was one of the, one of the original games that, you know, prompted the ESRB and the rating system for video games. Um, there were, there were U.S. Senate hearings about it. <laughs> this is absolutely stupid. <laughs> and, but they pushed it to the point of, this is how the games are going to be. And then the movies fell apart in that regard. Up to now, where, and you know, the 2021 version is coming out, and I actually don't know offhand if it's rated R. I'm it pretty is. sure it is. But I, I knew for at least from the trailers that it, it, it contains the graphic violence that's been missing from this franchise on film for decades now. Um, so that that was interesting to me was was I think Mortal Kombat as a game is a lot less silly when you see how violent it is. Yeah, and then when you take that out, it's kind of just clowns. Well, yeah, that's and that's kind of um, a little bit the issue that we had with like Ninja Turtles was uh, there was all this back, you know, it was kind of all this, this uproar from parents about the Ninja Turtles using their weapons, right? Mm -hmm. So in the first two Ninja Turtles, they never use their weapons, you know, they just do a lot of silly hijinks. And when you can't see the characters do the things that like, you know, you expect them to do, like use their nunchucks, use their swords. It's just kind of like, okay, they're just guys in turtle suits. Right. Um, that was kind of this. It was like, well, the, they're not really like doing some of the crazy stuff. Like I expected Goro to rip that guy in half or something. So um, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't because they are, they were shooting for a PG 13 movie. And I think in 1995, that makes more sense because mm -hmm. of all of the issues going on. You can't get 13 year olds to go see a rated R movie because their parents will take them. Right. So you have to shoot for a, for a PG-13 rating in 1995 because it's more difficult to get parents to go take their kids and to see Mortal Kombat when they are uh, already actively hating it. They wouldn't have made as much money. Plus, the censors would not let a human die on screen in a graphic way. That would give it an automatic R rating. So yeah. in order to compensate for that, they, had to, they showed non-humans or monsters being killed in relatively graphic ways. Uh, look at how Scorpion died with his head being chopped off and the orange blood shooting out. Um, Goro falling from the, the cliff. Those, those are where they tried to make up for that. But because they were shooting for a, a PG-13 movie, they could not show a human being being executed on TV because that would give it, or executed because that would be an automatic R rating. But non-humans and monsters are perfectly fine for some reason. The video game would have had the equivalent of an R rating. And mm -hmm. had no issue selling that to kids and parents. So that's where I'm just like, I don't buy any of this. This is all it's possible. I just don't think I don't think parents would have let their kids go by themselves, and I don't think parents would have wanted to see it. But yeah, it's interesting, and there's no there's no collaboration there. And play it. That's where I'm like, mm, your your parents are. I, <laughs> I think for 2021, I mean, you can kind of thank um, Deadpool. You can kind of thank Logan for being highly successful R-rated films. Um, that probably gave the studios a bit more comfort to say, you know what, we can make a lot of money on an R-rated film based on a really popular graphic IP. Um, uh, so I'm really interested to see how far they're willing to take it with that with that freedom. Um, it was, I mean, it was not long ago that all all superhero movies, all uh, video game movies, were PG-13 because that's how you were going to maximize your audience. But um, yeah, I mean, the floodgates have been opened on that. And mm -hmm. I think I think a big reason that is 2016's Deadpool. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you can just tell too from the marketing and the trailers for the new Mortal Kombat that it is just not geared toward, toward kids at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty clearly an adult movie, and I think that's probably how it should have stayed even back then when this original one was made. Um, you make a better movie if you don't try to to broaden the audience so much. It's not like, and Andrew, you might be able to help with this too. It's not like there weren't R-rated fight movies in the 90s. Oh yeah, there was... I mean, there's there's probably plenty of them. I mean, I, I'm talking, but like, really, there's there there were like R-rated fight movies from the '80s. Yeah. So yeah, it has a history. I mean, I mean I'm like, pretty sure Bloodsport's R-rated, isn't it? Yeah, like Bloodsport. Like, uh, I could go back and say like Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top. You know, it, it really can't be just shitty movie, but you know, it's a <laughs> but you know, it's a fight film. Uh, but like one thing I will say is that like the director Paul Paul W. S. Anderson uh, after this film has had nothing like has had, has made nothing but like really violent movies. The next film after after he did this was was a, was a movie called Event Horizon. And it was I remember seeing that. It was gory. Yeah. Um, was it Goro? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, um, then he then he went on and directed Resident Evil, mm. and we all know how bloody Resident Evil was. So like it's very much it's very much a um, uh, oh shoot, um, Paul. It's a very much a um, oh, what's his first name? Joel Schumacher situation. <laughs> like Joel Schumacher. Um, directed Batman Forever and Batman vs Superman, they were, or Batman Batman and Robin, and they were super camp and super cheesy. And so you think that's his style is over the top camp and cheese, but the guy has made incredibly gritty, realistic movies. Yes. Um, and so like it, it totally like he's even said if they had told me to do that, that's what I would have done. But basically, they told me they wanted a long toy commercial, so that's what I made. Um, this is probably a situation with that director. That di- this director probably could have made this a very bloody, gory fight movie, but the, I'm sure there was a push for. Well, we want this to be successful. We want to have you know some. We want to have some kids. We want to maximize the amount of money we're going to get out of this. So make it, you know, maybe not super bloody, but you know, get work some work some 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 good fight stuff in there. We want to yeah. make sure that they'll buy the game and have the shit scared out. This of is this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for teenagers. For the 13 to 18 year olds. I want to jump in and talk about the fight scenes real quick because this is the first movie in Hollywood to use wire working. Uh, Robin Shaw was a big action movie star in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And so they had to do some reshoots based on feedback they got from a focus group. And Robin Shaw was put in charge of the fight choreography because of his experience in Hong Kong and some of the reshoots didn't need everyone. So they put him in charge of that and he brought in the idea to use wire working before the matrix. And so he really helped spearhead a lot of that technology for the matrix. So again, this movie does really do a lot and it is a impactful movie for a lot of the things that it did. Um, again, it's, it's not a, great movie, but I think it does deserve some respect for what it has done for video game movies, uh, for the fight choreography that it does, 
for some of the early special effects that it has, because yeah, you watch this movie and then you compare it to Annihilation and it's just trash. I mean, absolute garbage, the effects and everything else, but especially the effects. And so to watch this movie now, the effects really aren't terrible. They, they hold up relatively well, knowing that this movie comes from 1999 or 1995. And I still think the fight scenes overall are well choreographed. Maybe not necessarily well executed, but I think this movie has a lot of really good elements that people kind of overlook because of the overall bad, badness. Well, in, in, on the fight scenes, in the beginning, I will say I felt like the fight scenes were very, I felt like the fight scenes were very like, they're like slowly developed. But like whenever you get to the one-on-one with like Johnny Cage versus Scorpion, uh, Liu Kang versus Sub-Zero, um, it does get eventually better. Um, I, f- I, 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 I kind of felt like there should have been a little bit more of a fight. I think the best fight for me anyway would have been uh, Liu Kang versus Sub-Zero. That's a good one. Just because I like Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero was my favorite was my favorite character. Um, Too bad but, he didn't do anything cool. So what? He froze that one dude in midair. He froze that one dude in midair, yeah. It'd be a lot or, cooler if he stabbed him with his own frozen blood, wouldn't it? That's yeah, true. that would have been pretty cool. That's the thing is like I feel like if I played the video game and then I wouldn't watch that, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> he didn't do the cool stuff. Like like Mortal yeah. Kombat has come so far from this. And if you, oh, if, yeah. you play the, if you play the original Mortal Kombat today, you'd be thinking like, man, everybody went crazy because of this. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously stunning. we can't look yeah. back at that and say like, oh yeah, well, you know, it was violent for the time. It was uh it was different for the time it was, but it was yeah, I mean Mortal Kombat has has built itself. And even then, like Mortal Kombat 10 and 11 are just no holds barred. Yeah. I also want to just real quick mention the, the soundtrack. In the 90s, every movie had a soundtrack. Even if the songs weren't in the movie, there was a soundtrack. And so there was a sand a soundtrack for this. And again, the producers of the movie wanting to hold close to the game, wanted a bunch of like electronic EDM type music, but that was not a popular genre. And so a lot of the other record or the executives wanted like Van Halen and Janet Jackson, but the producers were like, no man, that doesn't fit with Mortal Kombat. So they went with a really small unknown record label in order to produce the electronic music that they want. And it was the first EDM record in history to go to platinum. So again, changing a lot of things, whether it's a good movie or not, had a big impact on our culture. Pivotal movie is what you're saying. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it definitely has a bigger impact on our culture than I think a lot of people do. It was a cultural reset. Yeah. (laughs) I also want to, uh, this this is my last little thing. I love the abuse of Dutch frames, and I always have. Uh, this movie is filled with them. Uh, if you're unaware, if you're not initiated into this 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 life, not to mansplain, but the Dutch frame is when the camera is like this, you know, for uh, for 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 a shot, and the movie opens with like uh, this shot of uh, well, how do you pronounce the bad guy's name? Kang Sun. Kang Sun. It's like him and Luke Kang's little brother, and it's just all 
It's just like, what are you doing? Like, it's just all Dutch frames, and it's uh, uh, they make me nauseous sometimes the more they do it. But I love ever since I found out that it has a name, I just can't, um, I just can't, can't call them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, Kevin Michael Richardson is the voice of Goro, and he's one of my, he's a great voice actor. I like it. That's all I got left on my notes here. So just for fun, does anyone want to guess where this movie lands on the Rotten Tomatoes ranking of video game movies? Just because I have it. How many movies are on the list? There are 44 movies on the list. I'm going to say three. Okay, we got a three. I'm going to say... I'm going to say eight. We got an eight. I'm going to say 17. <laughs> Whoa, 17. Um, we actually have someone who guessed it exactly right. <laughs> and it is Andrew. It is. Oh, uh, you don't great. Way to go, Andrew. It's a nice. bonus game. But um, and that's based on, you know, the the thermometer ranking. Can you tell me where Annihilation is? You know, that's very are? interesting because. I watched Annihilation this on Peacock. Annihilation number 43 of 44. Good. I watched this Mario Bros. <laughs> Sorry, David. No good. This is going to be a whole thing. I just assumed Super Mario Bros. was the last one. Uh, no, Super Mario Bros. is number 19. Oh, I wouldn't even... Hey, damn. I wouldn't even know where to guess what the last one is. I'd have to really, like... Uh, the, the number one's got to either be Sonic the Hedgehog or Detective Pikachu, right? I would say... No. Annihilation? Mortal Kombat Annihilation? I already said where that one was. That's number 43 of 44. Second to last. No, the the number one is not Sonic the Hedgehog or Detective Pikachu. However, those are two and three. There is one that I don't think you all will guess. (laughs) I got nothing. Is it is it a live action? No. Is it Pokemon the movie? No. Can I can I take one guess? Sure. Alone in the dark. That's the worst one. Sucker. That's <laughs> you went the complete thing. wrong way. <laughs> That's a complete wrong way. Great guess. Wouldn't have thought of Alone in the Dark in a million years. I don't know what years. that is. Great job, Andrew. But that's you were like, I know what the number one movie might be. Alone in the Dark. Actually, it's, it's the it's the number. Four, it's last. It's actually at <laughs> last with a Rotten Tomato score of one. Oh. Is it the Angry Birds movie? Oh, you are very close, but I'm going to give it to you. It is the Angry Birds movie 2. Oh, okay. Which has a 72%. Wow. A lot of people don't think about Angry Birds as being a video game. but A lot of people don't, but that second one has has very high reviews. What I was going to say is it surprises me. That means that that there's a sharp drop-off from from 1 to 8 because um, I watched this on Peacock. I don't know where you guys – you guys probably watched it on on DVD or something, but – on okay. Peacock, it actually, in the bottom corner, tells you what the Rotten Tomato scores are yeah. and the audience scores. So I saw that it was like a 44 on Rotten Tomatoes. So I thought... You're right. Oh. So on this list of 44 movies, only the top three are fresh at all. Oof. So Thanks. what are the other ones in the top five? It's got to be like Tomb Raider maybe is in the top five? The the, the newest, the newer one? Um, yes, the newest Tomb Raider is number four. Um, and then... Um, is Prince of Persia in there? Uh, not that high. Uh, uh, 
That's all I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know what else would be in the top ten. I, we've we've guessed like five or six of the top ten. I can't think of what the rest would be. No, what number else? number five is 2018's Rampage, starring oh, The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is any of the Resident Evils in the top ten? Um. No. All right. What about Max Payne? With Mark <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Um, Max Payne is number 30. What is, what's number nine and 10? Just tell me what's nine and 10. <laughs> number nine is the, the first Angry Birds movie. Okay. And number 10 is, is Prince of Persia. How fun now is I, feel, I feel complete. I feel complete. Good. I'm glad. All right. Darn. Well, should we so, move on to the box office stats or do you guys have anything less to say? I just want to, I just want to talk about Annihilation real quick because mm-hmm. it's bad and I don't want anyone to watch it. So I'm just going to go over it real quick. Um, basically, they recast everyone. Johnny Cage is different. Johnny Cage dies five minutes into the movie, doesn't come back. Sonya Blade is different. Uh, whatever. It doesn't really matter that much. Raiden is different. Um, they, like, eventually cut his hair, and it's, it's weird. Um, throughout the movie, there's a lot of, like, really... <laughs> misogynistic issues uh they've got an unnecessary like one of the best fights from that movie in my opinion is sonya blade and another woman who they don't name or actually acknowledges real in any way shape or form she just shows up and they fight but the whole point of the fight is to just have sonya blade who's in a white t-shirt roll around in the mud and then you have Jax come in who goes oh you look good mud (laughs) and then there's another woman that they meet where he compliments her great set of legs of which are good for kicking is what I mean. And then you have Raiden also come in and say, who's that woman? Does she fight as good as she looks? And it's just all, it's just throughout the whole thing unnecessary. And then it ends with a, and I do recommend you go watch this. One of the worst CGI animal battles that I've ever seen in my life. It is so atrociously bad that at some points it looks like they did stop motion of the CGI. It's horrible. I do recommend that just for sure. Yeah. But overall, don't go watch Annihilation. Just don't just don't worry about it. It doesn't exist. It's not real. I've seen Annihilation often cited if you if you look up on YouTube videos like worst line deliveries in cinema history or uh, worst dialogue in cinema history or worst performances. Uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation comes up every time. It's usually the same clip. I don't know what the lady, the character's name is, but she goes, too bad you will die. Yeah, that's, that so is Queen Sindel. Bad. Um, <laughs> I love that you bad, bad, bad. Yeah, I know everything. Mortal Kombat. It might be one of those good burger movies for Garrett. You know? I think it is. Garrett has, a, he has a good burger gene, and there are some movies that are good burger movies, and Garrett likes them. This is definitely one. Wholeheartedly bad. This might be the perfect blend. Mortal Kombat 1 might be the perfect blend of Good Burger and Crank, which are your two. (laughs) This is true. But I will never never mock anyone for liking a movie that probably most people don't give a crap about because I like movies like that. Well, there were plans for... Special place movies. There were plans for a third one. Robin Shao's contract was uh, three movies. 
And that an annihilation was so bad that they canceled the whole thing. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Cut and run, as they say. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Hopefully the hopefully the reboot is way better. It will be. Just the trailer is. And we'll talk about that next week. Um so uh, let's uh let's go into the box office stats here then. Uh this movie opened up August 18th of 1995. It was the number one movie that weekend bringing in 23.2 million dollars. It beat out movies like Dangerous Minds that brought in 10 million, A Walk in the Clouds brought in 7.5, Something to Talk About stayed put at the in the number 4 spot with 5.5 million, and at number 5 dropping from the number 3 spot was Waterworld with 5.3 million. Um what week? What week was uh, Dangerous Minds in, David? Uh, it was in its second week. Okay, it dropped from it. The, the uh, Mortal Kombat knocked it from the number one spot. Um, it was a few weeks. It was three weeks in by this point. But I also want to note that Babe was in the number six spot, and that movie won an Academy Award. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. The movie would go on to make $70 million in the United States, $51 million overseas for a worldwide total of $122 million, which is, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, that's good enough to be the number uh, 22 spot for 1995 domestically and number 23 worldwide. Number one movie in 1995, you can listen to our review of it right now. It's Toy Story with $191 million. Uh, number two, a franchise I hope we get to someday is Batman Forever. Um, was in the number two spot. Number three, this is another. This is a great Tom Hanks movie. Um, we have a friend. Uh, well, uh, I have a friend of, or, or you, I have a, um, you guys have a friend who has a talking Tom Hanks podcast. You can be a friend too. Yeah, you're a friend. You, well, he yeah. was on our show. Friend of the pod. Friend of a friend of the pod. That's right. Top. What is it called? Talking pot. Talking fast. Talking Tom. Talking pot. Talking Tom. Anyway, at number four, Disney's Pocahontas brought in 141 million that year. And number five, oh boy, we have a review of this too. It is the second franchise the so many sequels crew ever did. Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls. You guys have to go back and listen to the uh, very adept study yeah, by Garrett, Josh, and Andrew. Of re-examining Ace Ventura uh, from the uh, view of 2017. Um, <laughs> very, very uh, good listen. Um, Watch at your own risk, please. Yes, listen, yes, definitely. Listen at your own and, risk. And um, that's really all I have. I will say that um, this movie is, as of right now, uh, the seventh highest grossing. We talked about critic reviews. The seventh highest grossing video game adaptation behind Sonic the Hedgehog, Detective Pikachu, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. That's the um, that's the 2001 version, I think. Yes, uh, the Angry Birds movie, Prince of Persia, and the Pokemon, the first movie. Um, that's it for me this week. I think that Josh is running the game this week, the Letterbox game. Cool. Let's get that pulled up right quick. I don't know. This is going to be tough for me. <laughs> Okie dokie. Who wants to start the bidding? I'm, I'm going to lead typically off. sets the stage for where everyone else will follow. I want to lead off, and I'm going to say a 2.4. Okay. 
We got a 2.4. I think like Garrett, there's a lot of people who really like this movie more than the more than the quality of the film. Mm-hmm. That's true. My number was 2.1. 2.4 and a 2.1. Okay. I'm going to go higher, obviously. Trying to think like me with people who would rate it. I th- I'm going to go three. I'll give it three. Okay. Well, no one got it exactly right. However, one person was off by just 0. 0.2 points. And that person was David. Uh, uh. Final score is a 2.6. Uh, Better than I would have thought. 2.1 was too low. 3.0 was too high. That score is just too damn high. <laughs> With that, uh, Garrett, Josh, and I are all tied at two. Andrew still has one win. Uh, but, you know, uh, we'll get there. We'll get, at least as far as I know. Yeah. It's anybody's game. There's some mystery, there's some mystery games early. out there that I haven't, I haven't listened to yet. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, so there we go. Um, I would rate it. I, you know, I struggled with this because um, I think it's either a two or a two and a half. I think I'm going to give it a two and a half because while it's not special for me, I realize that it is kind of like it's kind of like it has a kind of a cult following. And so, like, I, it's not for me, but I think it's it's not good enough for a three. So I give it a two and a half. Okay. That's fair. I give it a four, four arms, four gore arms. I think that's what he meant. He did a gore impression. That's what he's known for. So Andrew gives him four stars. So Josh. No, I. (laughs) Oh, you messed up, Andrew. I don't know what to tell you. Four stars from Andrew. Moving on. Next. (laughs) Andrew rated this higher than the Lion King. Wow. (laughs) Terrible movie. Four stars. No, Andrew, what do you, what do you, what do you way of doing things? Two, a two from us. Wow. Okay. Actually, no, 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 no. I'm going to give this a one and a half. Oh, drops it. Dropped it. Okay. That's okay. Mad respect. I'm going to give it a one. Mad respect. Um, Just really not good for me. And I don't think its cult status makes a movie good. Four stars for Garrett. I am oh, a very, I am very aware that this is not I'm, a four-star movie. Oh, I respect that. I am that. very aware that this is not a four-star movie. This yeah. is not a four-star movie. This is a four-star movie for me. Yeah. I very much enjoy this movie, hey. and I will defend it until the day I die. It gets a four stars from me, as purely a, based on love and nostalgia. This is coming from me as a man who gave a Knight's Tale five stars. I respect that decision. I understand you. All right. All I know you is froze that froze Andrew. You froze Andrew you, on my you screen. You sub-zeroed Andrew straight into the hellscape. <laughs> Um, you did, so I would say that based on that four star review, the three of us better never hear you struggle to rate a movie ever again. <laughs> hey, no, I already knew what I was I'm struggling this with this one. No, no, I already knew what I was giving this one. This one, this one, no, is that's what I'm saying. If you can so easily give Mortal Kombat 4. <laughs> oh no 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 no! that's not fair because i've loved this movie since i was a child i've never not loved this movie yeah 
So that's not fair. Well, it's like, it's like, well, you know, we haven't gotten into Space Jam yet, but soon we might get into, we, we will have to review our, our Space Jams and those might have interesting. These <laughs> movies are so old that when I put them in a DVD player, they're a tinier square than the four by three. It shrinks. <laughs> I have owned these movies my whole life. I think that's just the TV rejecting it. <laughs> I had to rent it. What does that bring our score up to? What does that four bring our score up to? Oh, Lord. Let's see. We got a two and a half, a one and a half, a one and a four. That is a 2.25. See? Boom. That ain't bad. So very close. That is bad, but you're right. It's close. <laughs> Do we round down to a that two or a... up to a two and a half? I don't know because that's perfectly split down the middle. I don't really know where to go in that one. Well, give it a two because you three didn't like it as much as I did. That's fair. <laughs> I'm the only. I'm the only reason that it's added up anyway. to a two point five. That gets us closer to the letterbox. The letterbox score. Oh gosh, so many, so many good arguments for it. Because letterbox two point six. So there is a there is a, a a hey you know I think there's an attitude for I know the movie's not good but I really like it. You know, it's it's interesting when you can enter that territory as a film. Mm-hmm. That's where the original Power Rangers movies is, you know. Five stars. Mighty Morphin. It's a bad movie, but I Bad really question. enjoy it anyway. Every time somebody w- moves their head, they make a whoosh noise in that movie. Anyway, uh, or they do this. Billy, that's brilliant. All right, awesome. Where's the do that a lot? You're right. Oh, one day we'll get to that <laughs> franchise. I think. I hope. Um, okay, well, I think that wraps up our discussion of Mortal Kombat. Hopefully, when we talk about the reboot, we will all be on closer to the same page. And I hope that that page is a glowing review. Glowing <laughs> four-star review? Maybe a four-star <laughs> review. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, you know, it's one of those things where you can't really go... There's no expectations to be had because it, it has yet to be done right. So... Expectations low. Expectations low. Hopefully it exceeds. It's a great place to be. All right. Well, that's it for us this week, I guess. You're right. That is it for us. Find us online on uh, all your favorite social media apps. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on Letterboxd, the movie review social network thing. We're on there. Find us there. We're also individually on there. Then, of course, however you found the show today, please be sure to subscribe whether it be through your favorite podcasting app or um, the video version on our YouTube channel, So Many Sequels. Find us there. Do right. it. We'll be back next time with another good or bad movie review. Who knows? All right. Bye.